Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan. Today, we are talking all about college football. It's episode 46 of the weekly podcast posted every single Wednesday. First and foremost, Logan, how are you doing? I see you rocking that Gator shirt. Yeah, this this is what what we're all about, right? Like, I mean, football, look, Austin and I, we, we do a lot of baseball day in and day out. But to switch gears and talk about my absolute favorite sport, which is college football, I'm so excited. I mean, it's this this is what the fall is about. If it's, it's football season, finally here. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing wonderful. It's good to be talking about some football. We got the first round of games coming up on August 27th. That's technically week zero that they call it. But man, it feels good. I'll be at a bunch of UCF games this year. It's exciting. Finally, football's right around the corner. Preseason and NFL start. And we'll talk about some uh, NFL probably next week. Maybe we'll do a live fantasy football draft with you guys. Definitely check out our social media. Maybe we'll talk about it more there. But we're going to talk all about divisions, all about the conferences today, who we think is going to win each conference, and just have overall a good time talking about some different teams, maybe get some good banter in there, and have a lot of fun. But, man, it's good to end. I don't really think we have much more of an intro. Hit that subscribe button if you're new. Hit that like button, too. We certainly would appreciate it. Logan, I'm going to let you start it off. We're going to go to the ACC. Now, who do you think is going to win this conference? Ooh, okay. Now, get, get ready for a spicy take. This is actually probably one of my favorite future bets, right? And and, and for the value alone. I'm, I love NC State to, to win the ACC at plus 800 odds. I mean, look, this is incredible value. And I know the, the squarest pick you could possibly pick in this one is out Clemson, uh, DJ Uyunglele, uh, you know, however you want to say it. I, I think that was a pretty decent uh, pronunciation of it. But yeah. every, everybody knows, you know, Clemson kind of took a step back last year, even though they didn't have a very terrible year. And, you know, NC State, to me, kind of closed a little bit of ground, right? Like, it look look at look at how how they did last year. Two to two out of the three losses were on the road, and and by only four point total points. That NC State team, I, I remember them a lot last year. They they played everybody tough. They played a lot of grinded out type games. That's what you need in the ACC, right? You gotta you gotta take care of business against those inferior opponents. And I and I trust this very experienced NC State team to do right. You got Devin Leary returning at quarterback. You know, behind an experienced offensive line, the defense last year also 14th in the nation. You know, in, in scoring, which is big because in the ACC you got a lot of teams that that don't don't play a whole lot of defense. And Devin Leary and and that offensive line, they're very physical, very physical brand of football. I, I love them at plus 800, you know, returning several starters on that team. Well, you know, when I look at that that pick you made, that's great. And I, I think it's good. And you mentioned one of the, some of their losses. Came against a team that I like more than them. The Wake Forest, Demon Deacon, <laughs> plus 1,800. The value speaks for itself. Now, could this be a homer pick? Sue me. I love me some Demon Deacon football, a team that really surprised a lot of people last year. A team that I kept betting on towards the end of the year. I don't watch a ton of college football. I've been watching a ton this year. But the Demon Deacons are a team that I think need to be reckoned with. They finished 11-3. and We look at their losses. To North Carolina, they lost to Clemson, and they lost to Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett. Those are pretty decent losses. The North Carolina one, I won't lie to you. It's hard to lose a game when you score 55 points. They managed to do it. And that's what this team is all about, a lot of offense. You'll know the name Sam Hartman might be in those conversations for Heisman. We'll talk about how Heisman picks at the end of the program. He's going to be starting for him. His numbers speak off the screen, 4,200 yards, 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions last year. Wasn't really, you know, he was a younger quarterback to get another year under his system. Still has his top receiver, A.T. Perry, out there. Pretty easy schedule if you look at it this year. Reverse Clemson at home early on in the schedule. So they have Clemson at like minus 120 or minus you know, 180 to win this, this conference. So the fact they're facing Clemson early on, that might be good if they're a powerhouse. 
Only concern I'm really concerned about is NC State. We face them later on in the season on the road. But look, I'm a Demon Deacon sucker. Oh, pause, pause. But I'm, hey, always, yo. I'm my Demon <laughs> Deacon, baby. Let's go! Uh, well, okay. What what when you brought up that North Carolina game, instantly my head went back to that game, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the over under in that game live bet was like 205 points. <laughs> like it was it was insane. I actually remember that game very vividly. It was it was insane. And you know, every everybody knows I don't know what that- happened to Logan Stream, but as he comes in, yeah, I, I I agree, Logan. It was an absolute uh, very interesting game going out there. I mean, they have so many games on their schedule that I'm looking at last year. The score. I mean, you had an army game. It was seventy to fifty-six. <laughs> this team played not a lot of defense. So if they can step up a little bit of defense, I think they'll be set. What, you you want to switch your side? You want to come? You want to join the Demon Deacon? I know the offense is never the concern for that Wake Forest team. It's always the defense. They they can just simply get out physical by a team like NC State that that can win more in the trenches. Look, the the college football, you know, winning blueprint to me is always just you got to win up front. It doesn't matter, you know, how how much talent you got on the on the edges, you know, you can have so many five-star receivers. It doesn't really matter if you've got a, you know, cheeks offensive line. Okay. Like I and I think NC State is physical enough to be able to dominate a team like that and just and I'm not I'm look, I'm not saying there's there are leaps and bounds above a team like Clemson. Clemson on paper is so much better than either of the teams we're talking about. But at each of the values, are you are you telling me, you know, we we couldn't potentially cash that? I've seen crazier, especially in college football. Yeah, I mean, it's college. You never really know. Wake Forest could be a team that takes a step back this year. It wouldn't really surprise me. I just wanted to to ride my Demon Deacons one last time because I really loved them all year long. They were a very underrated team. I mean, they were 8-0 until they went up to North Carolina and then ended up losing that game. So I think Demon Deacons will be a very solid team. Please don't bet an under in any of their games, and I'm pretty sure the books will reflect that with high over-unders around the 70 mark. As I believe, yeah, you're right, that North Carolina game. I I remember the – I think the regular over-under for the game was like 79-and-a-half. Just to start out, and people there, people are like, I, "How do I trust these two teams?" Yeah, they end up blowing right past that over a hundred points scored. But mm-hmm. let's switch tides. Go to the Big Twelve. Who you got there? So in in the Big Twelve, um, I, I I actually do like Oklahoma State in this one. I was looking at I was looking at some of my cheeky uh, show notes. Look, Spencer Spencer Sanders at, at plus five hundred fifty. You know, he returns to quarterback, and I and I liked how Oklahoma State closed the year. Right, I like what they did against. Uh, Notre Dame in the bowl game and I and I like that Oklahoma State you know plays plays uh, plays a good de- brand of of defensive football especially in that big 12 conference right At OSU actually averaged four sacks a game last year I I, I kind of pen that note because that's big right everyone loves the air raid offense everyone loves constant you know Texas Oklahoma teams like that that, that just you know constantly throw the football I think Oklahoma State plays a, a brand of football that's that should be competitive with those two programs. Now, the again, I, I don't necessarily trust a lot of their secondary. Spencer Sanders at times last year was a little bit suspect. But again, we're talking about value, right? Everyone's everyone's probably rushing out to bet Oklahoma. Everyone's rushing out to bet Texas. But Oklahoma State quietly had a really good last year last year. And with Gundy as that coach, I, I believe I read a stat that like they haven't had a losing year in like over 10 seasons with Gundy at the helm. So this is going to be a, a very competitive football team that that should give the big two in the conference at least to run for their money. And and knowing that that those teams are going to leave for the SEC, come on, that, that has to, un, you know, may, maybe shift the focus away from those two programs. And, and Oklahoma State could catch them napping. Yeah, I mean, when I look at this conference, 
no way in heck I'm betting on Texas. People always claim they're back. They got the African Quinn Ewers or whatever, probably starting. Who knows what that team? I never can trust that team, regardless of how much hype they got, even when they got Archie Manning coming in in the next couple of years, whatever. I'm not trusting them. And then Oklahoma, I'm very familiar with Dylan Gabriel, the projected starting QB. And they're, you're going to see me on the college football videos. We're going to do I don't know how many a week. You're going to see me probably fade in Oklahoma when they go on the road because Dylan Gabriel cannot play well on the road as a UCF alumni. I've watched him all year long. We sucked on the road. And we'll talk about UCF a little bit later on. Look, I just can't trust him on the road. He was, uh, the, the UCF stunk in his two years on the road. I mean, they were 7-0 at home last year, like 1-4 and four on the road. And granted, he didn't start all those games on the road due to an injury. I just don't trust him. So I'm going to go to a different team, Baylor Bears. I like them at plus 650. I really like your Oklahoma State call. Because there's two things that these two teams have in common, or one thing these two teams have in common. They both play defense, and that's something that you don't see a lot in this conference. Baylor Bears, one of the better defenses. I believe they held the opponents about the same points scored as Oklahoma State, if not a couple fewer. And you look at the matchup between these two teams last year, 24-14. to 14. You never see a game like that in the Big 12. 24 to 14. Baylor did end up losing that game. It was on the road at Oklahoma State. So we look at them, you know, nine and three, or uh, they were 12 and two last year. Had a very decisive win against Ole Miss in the All State Sugar Bowl. I really like this team. I mean, their two losses came on the road against TCU, 30 to 28. And they obviously lost the Oklahoma State game. This is a team with Baylor, I think, coming back with a lot of confidence. You look at they got a new starting QB. It's not going to be Jerry Bohannon, who's actually transferred to USF. Absolute shame for him. Sorry to hear that. But, look, he was not all that good last year. 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions. What they lacked was offense. Got a guy, a sophomore, Blake Shapin, I believe you pronounce him. But he played a little bit last year, five touchdowns, didn't throw an interception. If that offense can show up for the Baylor Bears, I think they got a good chance of getting it done. Look, they don't need a lot of points for it. They just need a capable offense. And I think maybe Blake Shapin gives them a better chance this year. I, I agree with you. I, I don't hate your pick at all, right? Because it's it's so easy, you know, in the Big 12 to get so enamored with the offense, to, to look at the high-scoring games. But <laughs> I, I sound like a broken record here, but I like teams that can, that can actually compete with their defense. And you, you mentioned Baylor, right? They, I never counted Baylor out of any of the games they were in last year because I knew that their defense was good enough to keep it close. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, if if their offense does take that ne- next, you know, leap, it's kind of what I'm banking on on my prediction, right? I'm banking on Spencer Sanders taking that next leap at quarterback. Like I said, I liked how he finished out the year. You know, he, turnovers were a big problem for him last year, but if he could take care of the football, I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility that Texas and Oklahoma just run away with this division or with this conference and, and just leave everybody in the dust. I don't see that happening, to be honest. Yeah, you rarely see that in the Big 12. Teams running away with it. Oklahoma had done it, you know, a couple of years in the previous, but now they have a new head coach. You don't really know what's going to go down with that program. So I think a lot of things are changing. These teams are obviously getting ready to go into the SEC in a year or two. So I think these teams like Baylor, Oklahoma State could really step up. Also, there's not really a lot of value betting on a Oklahoma or Texas to win the division or the conference. I mean, it's like plus 200 and then Texas like plus 280. I want at least a little bit of better value. But speaking of offense, which hopefully our two teams can kind of do better, you've got the Big Ten. There's a team with a lot of firepower on offense with a very star QB. Who's your pick to win the division or the conference? OH. <laughs> IO, right? The Ohio State Buckeyes right now. Now, look, I, the odds on this one. This is like the the one of the picks that I'm like, yeah, I just I, ha- I have to pick it just because I don't really see it going any other way. Ohio State returns so much talent. And of course, they're led by CJ Stroud, who. You know, hint, hint, might might talk about him a little bit later. I I love you know how talented C.J. Stroud is, and I think he's just going to take that next step. You know, forward uh, next year, that Ohio State you know offensive coaching staff 
definitely knows how to put him in, in the position to succeed. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, between the, the NFL and college, it, it, you know, you have the talent around you for sure. But coaching in, in, in college matters so much because these aren't grown men. You know, you have to put them in positions to succeed. And Ohio State's, you know, staff definitely put them in, in you know, positions to succeed against Michigan. Right. They, you know, that was, that was a tough game for them. Right. They, they don't like to talk about, you know, the, the blue, big blue, but you know what, they're, they're going to be hungry for some revenge. I think, I think this is uh, Ohio state's conference to lose. And, and I, I definitely think they will be, you know, at the end of it when it, when all the dust settles, look out for the Buckeyes. I'm just saying, look, look, I understand where you're coming from with the pick. Stroud, he's amazing. There's a reason he's a Heisman front runner. He's an absolute beast. His numbers will probably be ridiculous this year. But when I look at that conference value, I'm not seeing any value. You know what I do see value in? Team like the Michigan Wolverines. Plus 600. Look, they got their number. They got their number. They beat them last year. And while that might be the first time they beat them in a hot, hot minute, I do think this Michigan Wolverines team is returning a lot of good talent. They will be missing Aiden Hutchinson, obviously the number one overall pick. That's going to be a big loss. But still got McNamara, still got J.J. McCarthy. They still got talent at the QB position, and I think they can do it, get it done. Look, we know Michigan, obviously, Ohio State have beat them 100 million times in a row. But finally getting over that hump and winning the game like that against the Buckeyes should do a lot for this program. Obviously, they're still, you know, they got a talent gap. I would argue Stroud much better than what Michigan will trot out there. But Michigan, we know, a very talented defense. We haven't seen that great of a talented defense out of the Buckeyes in the past recent years. It's a team that's been relying on the offense to score a lot of points. I'm just saying, I'm going to ride with the Michigan Wolverines. My sister's an alumni, just graduated there. I was just in the big house for the first time ever. Got to ride with the Magic. Uh, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, sorry for being the bearer of bad news right now, but Michigan's going to take a really big step back, uh, next year. They, they will regress, and whether you like it or not, that's that's just simply how it's going to be. I've never been a huge Harbaugh believer, right? I don't like wh- when we talk about coaching head to head, I'll take Ohio State staff any day of the week over Michigan. I think what Michigan did last year was a little bit fluky. Right. This is this happens in college football. Sometimes, you you know, you catch lightning in, in a good season. And it was so fluky. If you ask any anybody from Columbus, Ohio, if you ask them, you know, it was fluky that that Michigan finally beat them and finally conquered their demons. I, I think Ohio State's going to absolutely take it to them this year. Ohio State's offense is simply just too good for Michigan. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm really excited. I'm pretty sure this is a rivalry that has like the countdown clock in the in the locker room. I don't don't quote me on that, but I know there's a few rivalries that that they just look for 364 days after right after it's done. They're like, boom, you know, we're we're gonna be playing this team, and they got that that date circled on the calendar. We know that. Look, look, and you don't have to be salty. If people watched your college football futures video last year, we know oh. you lost your coin. You bet the Michigan Wolverines team total under and wins, and they beat you by like week seven. They had just absolutely blown you out of the water. You look like a fool, and you're looking like a fool here with my Michigan Wolverines plus 600 value. Come on, man. You don't have to do this again. You want round two? You want to take another L to my Wolverines? Yeah, fluky. And I, as I mentioned, I didn't see that coming. I, I, they, they really did catch me by surprise. But if you, if you, if you line read that that Ohio State uh, Michigan game, you would have known that the Wolverines had a really good chance of winning and and covering in that game. And man, sure enough, what did they do? It was fluky. I'm just saying, you know, the Buc- Buckeye Nation will stand up, and they would certainly back up any smack talk I'm talking uh, with C.J. Stroud returning at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. We'll allow it. Agree to disagree. We're going to move all the way across the nation, Pacific Northwest, Pac-12. Who do you have taken at home? Yeah, so so in the Pac-12, 
I, I like the Utah Utes, right? You know, I, again, there's kind of a theme to my to my uh, picks, right? I love teams, you know, with good offensive lines. Like, I, I don't want I don't want any like retooled freshman offensive line. I want some experience. And, and the Utah offensive line returned several starters last year, fourth in pass prote- protection. So they're you know obviously you know not putting your quarterback on the back is a big thing. And they ran behind them, right? They they averaged 217. Uh, yards rushing per game I mean that that will win you a lot of football games time of possession ground and pound not not making a whole lot of mistakes that's how Utah won won a lot of games last year you know you protect quarterback Cam Rising I I I think Cam Rising was one of the more slept on quarterbacks last year you know what Utah plays a great you know brand of defensive football that's how you compete with a team like Oregon in the Pac-12 you know you got to play uh you know defense Utah always has a good pass rush and big boys up front uh, on on Utah that they always just it seems like they just reload uh you know pass rushers good defensive tackles they're able to compete in in this conference simply because you know they they have the defense they have the the time of possession to, to do so and that's kind of the blueprint always for Utah you know, Logan, I've been disagreeing with you for the majority of, of this video and this podcast. But you know what? I'm actually going to agree with you because I really like the Utah Utes here. Like, I think you, all the points you made are very sound. This is a team that has that offensive line, can run the football, and they got a pretty solid defense, too. This is a team. We look at this, you know, this conference. They're going to have teams like US, USC with the Lincoln Riley and Caleb, Caleb Williams coming in. But it's different. This different brand of football than the Big 12. And then you look at you do look at another team like Oregon. I know we like Oregon, but Oregon was a team that started off so hot last year and then just faltered the rest of the year. So I'm not too confident in them. I look at a team like Utah, getting plus 240. I mean, they're opening the season. They got an easy W against the Florida Gators. I mean, that's an easy one. Uh, then you got a Southern Utah. I mean, I don't know who's going to give them a better contest. Southern Utah, they're probably paying to come play them. But going in uh, at Florida, which I don't know if that's at the Swamp or not. It does say at Florida, but it could be in, uh, you know one of those uh, neutral site games. But look, I'll, their schedule, I won't lie to you, not the easiest. They do have to go at Oregon late November. But there's still a team in Utah that I really have a lot of confidence in. Obviously, for all the points you said, very talented program. A team that get, doesn't get a lot of you know recognition. I mean, they're playing late games out in Utah. They don't get a lot of recognition that you might see if you know USC's doing well or Oregon's doing well. It's a Utah Utes team that just slowly keeps rising up the college football playoff rankings until they're up at the top. They're at that five, six team, and people are like, "What Utah Utes?" And you're like, "Yeah, this mm-hmm. is actually a legit football program." The, their style of football travels, you know, going, going to Eugene, you know, in, in Oregon, like I, I, I would like that, that outcome for them. I, I think, you know, having, having that solid offensive line, look, when all else fails in, in, in uh, college football and you don't want to, you know, put your court, the ball in the hands of your quarterback on the road, you could just run the football and Utah's not scared of that. That's what, that's why I'm not going with a team like, like USC, which, you know, year one of the Lincoln Riley experiment, how does that look? Like, how does that turn out? It's not, it's not worth my money right now, to be honest, like that futures betting, I need to see it first, right? I need to see that, that it's just, you know, copy and paste from his Oklahoma system. And to be honest, like Utah's brand, brand of football easily could, could outclass, a, a USC team that that just comes in there with their shoulders back and they're like, oh, we're gonna throw, we're gonna put up fifty on you. Well, Utah doesn't play like that. Utah plays a different brand of football. They will be up there, and I like that we're in agreement finally. Yeah, I think Utah, we're, we're counting on you. Please don't let us down. We're not, we're not banking on that. But let's just kind of segue into one of the final, the Power Five conferences, arguably the biggest one, the team that's got probably the most amount of money on them to win the championships, SEC Logan. 
your Florida Gators, I don't really know, plus 5,000. Are you going to ride with them or are you going to ride with someone else? Um, unfortunately, the homer in me want, uh, want, would love to pick Florida, but the realist, realist in me can't in good faith come on camera and tell you the Florida Gators are going to be anything special with a new head coach uh, You know, this year. Yeah, the Florida Gators are in a, in a period of rebuild and, and reshuffling. So how about we talk about a team that's that's not necessarily in that? This team this team is in rebuild, though, but it's the Georgia Bulldogs. And I, I trust, you know, Kirby Smart so much. You know, everybody knows the narrative behind the, the Georgia Bulldogs. They lost a ton of starters. You know, so much pro talent was on that, that defense. It was straight up ridiculous. It was an embarrassment of riches. They finally conquered their demon beating Alabama. And now everybody in, in the SEC, they just want to say, all right, this is Alabama's to lose. Like, like if you log into your sports book, you will see Alabama versus the field. That is a true bet you can make, right? And and I'll, I'll take the field all day because I just know that the talent gap in the SEC is actually closed, right? Everyone always says Alabama, they, you know, they, they don't lose people. They just reload. Well, that's kind of what we, we're seeing with this Georgia team. Now, if we talk about, you know, kind of who, who's still left over, right? Stetson Bennett, He's, now he's not gonna he's not gonna probably put his name in the Heisman Trophy running, but he's a great game manager type quarterback. Which in college football that shouldn't be slept on, right? I don't need you to to go you know put a throw for five six touchdowns a game. I just need you to not be not not sell the game completely, right? It's gonna hand off you know to Zamir White, James Cook. That 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 running attack is so formidable. They return several key offensive linemen. I I think there's gonna be some some early growing pains on that on that defense, but look. Kirby Smart, one of the one of the best, you know, genius, you know, minds in college football. I trust him to be able to shuffle that team around and have them competing with Alabama for this conference for the value. I, I love plus value on this one. Yeah, I mean, you look, someone I can't really disagree with you in total. You know, a team that just won the national championship just to win their SEC conference certainly could get it done, but I don't think they're getting it done over this team. I'm going with Alabama Crimson Tide. Look, I know there's not a lot of value on this one, minus 145, but the Crimson Tide here have something that the Georgia Bulldogs wish they had. That's a guy by the name of Bryce Young. And there's a clear talent gap there. Bryce Young versus Stetson Bennett and whoever else the Georgia Bulldogs want to try out there at QB. It's just no contest. Bryce Young is obviously one or two at the Heisman voting race. Oh, there goes the call on our shot flag. But that doesn't matter because Bryce Young is here to pick it back up because Bryce Young is insane. This is a guy that had ridiculous numbers. Won the Heisman Trophy last year. This is a guy that's super young. I mean, the, the stats speak off the page, and we look at them. They had their chances against that Georgia Bulldog team, and they lost arguably the best. I mean, they lost Jamison Williams, a first-round pick at wide receiver, a guy that was absolutely carrying the offense. And they also obviously lost John Mechie in the SEC Conference Championship game. This is a team, I think, will retool their wide receivers. Obviously, those two guys are, down, are gone. But this is a team in Alabama. I just have to trust them. I trust Nick Saban. And while it's minus 145, it's just – and I think it's at the end of the day, I think we can agree. These will be the two teams when it's all said and done, kind of sitting there mm-hmm. in the SEC Conference Championship. If there's another team sitting there, we'll both be bamboozled. But I just like the Crimson Tide to bounce back after last year's kind of debacle. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it really is these two teams, and they will see each other for sure in, in the SEC Championship. I wonder if there would be odds on that. Like, what is the SEC Championship matchup? Like, this this matchup should be like minus 250, right? It, it's it's so likely to happen, right? Because I don't think George is going to, you know, slip up on any SEC East roadblocks. I mean, I love my Florida Gators. Hopefully they can play them tough this year uh, in Jacksonville, but I, I I don't really see it. You know, they're they're not ready to compete. I mean, who else they got? You got Tennessee, you got trash teams like that. And I think out, you know, out in the SEC West, I think Alabama's going to, you know, 
face maybe a little bit of competition from a team like Texas A&M. I, I, Jimbo Fisher is such a good you know head coach. <laughs> Florida State's biggest mistake they could have ever done was letting Jimbo Fisher walk out the door. But you know, as an orange and blue, I see you later, Jimbo. I don't let the door hit you on the way out. But I, 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 I think uh, I, I think Texas A&M might be able to make a little bit of noise on that side. LSU is in sort of a, a rebuild, reshuffle, you know, as there. So they're not probably going to be all that talented. But I think it's going to be it's going to be Alabama, Georgia. And I, I'll take Georgia for 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 the plus value because I don't think the talent gap is as big as everyone's thinking. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, yeah, that's this is true. But I don't I would agree with you. I don't think the talent gap is just that big. I, I think it's pretty reasonable teams. I think the biggest talent gap is just at the QB position. But I think both teams will obviously be very good. They won't lose more than probably two games max all year long. But Logan, do I have permission to be a homer for a little bit? Go for it. <laughs> AAC conference championship winner, my UCF Knights. Now we're getting plus 380 value here. And when I look at UCF, am I being a homer? I asked Logan for permission. Yes. But this is a team that I really have a lot of faith in. You look at UCF last year. Obviously, they let Cincinnati was, was the king of that conference. They obviously dominated it, went undefeated throughout all the conference games and blah, blah, blah. You name it until they got into the playoff. And that was awesome for an out. And, you know, you know, UCF's moving to the, you know, conferences next year. But I think UCF's getting good value here because, one, Cincinnati, obviously missing Desmond Ritter, a guy that carried that offense, missing Sauce Gardner, obviously. And this is a team that I think is going to take a big step back. The team above them, Houston. I don't have a lot of faith in Houston either. And we look at UCF, a team that has done a lot of transfer portal moves. Gus Malzahn, I don't think he's the best coach in the in the NCAA. I don't can, can, I don't say that at all. But I do think UCF has a good chance. They won't be starting Mikey Keene last year, who is essentially me at quarterback. Maybe hey. even I might be a little bit better. Sorry. Sorry, Mikey. You didn't deserve that. But oh. I do think they got some good transfers coming in. And this is a team, like I said, 7-0 at home last year. If you get people in the bounce house, they can win. Those games are electric. I'll be at some this year. And we'll look at their game in Cincinnati, the team that obviously ran them out of the building last year. That was in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's coming to Orlando in the bounce house, which I really like. Their toughest game on the schedule is them. I just really like my UCF Golden Knights, as the people like on ESPN like to call them. Yeah, you just you just committed the, the ESPN fallacy. But uh, can I ask you who's who's projected as the UCF starting quarterback? I'm just I'm just asking that. Um, you know, they have a couple transfers. There's really no uh no read on who's going to be starting just yet. I mean, they got a couple guys. Uh I mean, I can name him. I believe Kobe Hudson is one of them. Uh it's really uh you know, John John Plumley, I believe, actually. John Plumley, Kobe Hudson is one of the receivers. John Plumley, who is a transfer, where did he come from? He came from Ole Miss. He's projected mm. to potentially be starting, and I think he will end up winning the job, if we're to guess. Interesting. Very, I mean, okay, so I'm not going to call you crazy on your homer pick at all because, you know, looking at looking at some of the books, right, like is, is Houston and Cincinnati leaps and bounds above UCF? No, absolutely not. Now, what UCF needs to do in the offseason, and I really hope they 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 did a lot of this. I'm not, I cannot confirm, but they needed to practice some damn defense. I, I don't, I don't know if that's allowed. I don't know if they're allowed to practice tackling and and practice, you know, how to how to just get after the quarterback. But what sold UCF in so many of their games was was just not being able to get off the field, right? Like I I trust UCF to be able to manufacture a respectable offense. They, you, everyone knows they're they're able to put up you know, points with the best of these, these teams in the conference, but like where a team like Cincinnati has, has proven to me that they can uh, compete and, and be at that, that upper level is, is Cincinnati's defense. So if UCF can, can commit to playing the other half of the football, uh, you know, I, I, I really, I don't hate the pick at all. 
Yeah, then I agree with you on that. That from Gus Malzahn needs to work on that defense, leave someone else to do the offensive play calling. UCF is a team that won six of their final seven games and up beating your Gators in that big ass Pearl Bowl. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at the games, Logan, Logan, that they lost four games or nine and four. The teams that beat them scored 42, 34, 56, and 55. Hard to beat teams when you're having to score 35 every single game. And they did win some of those games outscoring teams. But, yeah, I mean, you can look at the teams, they, the games that they won. They limited opponents below, like, 30 points in the 20s. That's going to be the recipe for success for this UCF team. They were a lot too predictable last year with Mikey Keene at the helm. Everyone knew they were just running Isaiah Bowser straight down the middle. That was all they were doing. So I think this team will have a little bit more uh, balance on the offensive side of the ball with, you know, a new a new QB under the helm and John Plumley. So I like UCF. Uh, I think we're both riding with them because I won't let you change your pick because that would be rude. So we're riding with UCF Knights plus 380. But Logan, now the Heisman football, the Heisman trophy, man. Who do you got winning this one? Then we'll get into our CFP winner. Yeah, so no really surprise here. You know, I'm I, it's a chalk pick, and I don't really care. But C.J. Stroud plus two twenty. I look, I I know you can say Logan. You know, the Heisman rarely goes how you, how the preseason odds dictate, right? There always is some surprise guy that sneaks in there. But I think C.J. Stroud, you know, is is in you know such a good system to where in year two, you know, he'll be able to you know just take that that next step and and put his name solidly stamped on that Heisman trophy. Look, the way I look at it, you know, in the in the Big 10, you you are going to you face, you know, some formidable defenses, right? There there's there's teams in there that 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 are that like to win ugly, right? Like the Iowas and and uh, you know, the you know the well, I mean, you you have you have teams like Northwestern. I'm thinking of those lower scoring type teams that if Ohio State goes out and they can put up 50 and run, and run up the score on them. And, and that, that's certainly how you, you kind of win the Heisman trophy, right? Like I'm looking at some of the other guys who, who might be in there, like the Bryce Youngs of the world. He's going to, he's going to face some, some tough competition in the SEC. I think Ohio state, even with their, with their whole preseason odds of to win, the, win the big 10, I think they should win the big 10. I think they're going to do so in impressive fashion. And, and, and I, I certainly think, you know, as long as there's no real hiccups in the road for Ohio state, stay focused. CJ Stroud stands a really good chance. Look, I'm not going to disagree with the pick. I might disagree with the value, which is why I'm going to a guy that gets a lot better value. But before I lay this down, this is going to be – you can call me crazy if you want. Will Anderson Jr., plus 1,500. Now, yes, correct. <laughs> a defensive player has not won the Heisman Trophy since 1997. That was the year that I was born. But Will Anderson Jr. of the Alabama Crimson Tide was dominant last year. In 17 sacks, the guy was flying all over the field. He was unstoppable. It be a – Probably a top five pick whenever he goes out. He's a linebacker. And the guy's insane. And I think when you look at this Alabama Crimson Tide, who maybe I'll pick to win the CFP, uh, to win the national championship, I think Will Anderson has a little bit of an edge over his teammate Bryce Young, solely because I don't see them wanting to give Heisman Trophy to a guy two back-to-back years. Very rarely has it ever been done. And I think Bryce Young's going to have a great, uh, you know, a great year. But I think Will Anderson, you know, I want, I want to see cha- I want to see history. And who am I to beg to vote against history? I'm all for history. Look, a defensive player hasn't won this century. Why not now? Why not 2022, 2023 year? Will Anderson Jr. I'm looking at I'm looking at all these these Heisman odds, and it's it's kind of crazy. Like I actually I don't know what book that plus fifteen hundred came on, but maybe maybe the odds just doubled because Will Anderson's plus three thousand on FanDuel right now, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just like. Yeah, that certainly sticks out to me that that you see a defensive player on a list of all quarterbacks. But I mean that that does kind of tell you something. Look, if you call this and he's actually like a, a finalist, 
dude, I'll give you the hardest kudos you ever want. I will, I will, we'll talk about it for, for years to come that you, that you predicted Will Anderson being in the running for Heisman. Cause it's just, it's rare that you see a defensive player like that. When, when the quarterbacks are the ones that get all the press, the quarterbacks are the ones that get all the numbers. And I mean, last time I checked, you know, it's just, it's hard to make on, on, on a defense. It's hard to make yourself seen a lot because, you know, you got 10 other guys around you, you know, flying to the football. So I don't hate it for history's sake, but it's it certainly bucks every trend that we've ever known about the Heisman Trophy. 100%, which is why I want to be different. I could have leaned towards a running back. I leaned towards Wisconsin's running back. His name is slipping my mind at the moment. But overall, in the end, your team has to be good in order to get to the Heisman Trophy. And I don't think Wisconsin will be good enough for that guy to, to propel mm-hmm. himself into that conversation. So Will Anderson Jr., people know him. Obviously, from last year, people know he's going to be a first, you know, five, ten pick. So I think he's got his chance. But let's kind of move into a final segment, CFP, on the college football playoff. Who do you have taking home the national championship trophy this year, Logan? Ready for some ready, ready for some value, right? <laughs> OH, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm being an Ohio State uh, homer on this one at, at plus 300. But I think their path to getting to the college football uh, playoffs pretty pretty clear to me, right? You know, they go out and they win the Big Ten, which they're all they're odds on favor to do so. They've got a leading Heisman, you know, runner quarterback in there. They've returned several key offensive weapons. They should have no problem scoring the football, right? I question the defense a little bit, but having another year, you know, of, of more experience, they're going to be hungry, right? To me, that Ohio State team last year underachieved. You know, you can't lose to the rivals uh, from Michigan. That that really stung. That they will be motivated. They will be motivated to win this Big Ten. The, the blueprint's clear for them to get there. Because, I mean, I can look at the list, right? And I can look at the Georgias and the Alabamas, but I'm like, one of those two teams is most likely going to take each other out, right? Like, and they play each other in the SEC championship. That muddies up the playoff picture a little bit for me. And I just know how good Ohio State is when they're, when they're clicking on all cylinders. They can offensively compete with anybody in the country. So, yeah, O-H-I-O. Hey, I respect it. I'll be going to Alabama. Obviously, I've been riding with them the whole Ooh. podcast. I know it's no fun, no value, plus 175. But I could talk about Bryce Young and saying, Will Anderson Jr. going to win the Heisman Trophy just a couple weeks before this. And I just think they got as good of a chance as anyone. Yeah, they're going to have to go up against Georgia, but they have a little bit more room for error in case Ohio State does lose a couple games, one or two. They have a little bit more room for error here because they're just going to probably be able to run through their conference. And then they got to go up against Georgia, which is a great opportunity for quality wins. They play in the SEC. I really love my Alabama Crimson Tide this year. Am I trying to jinx them? Maybe. But I do think they got as good of a chance as anyone. Plus 175, the books know they're a great bet, and I think they are too. It's so chalky to pick the Crimson Tide, but I, can I hate on it? No, because I'm sure one of a, one of us squares is going to bet some sort of fam, you know, some sort of fashion uh, of Ohio of uh, Alabama's type betting because they're extremely profitable to bet on. You know, love them or hate them, they do make you a lot of money in certain spots. So again, you know, Nick Saban knows what he's doing. They should be out probably be at the end. Like it, it would surprise me so much in this day and age of college football that if a team like Alabama were to just have a big, you know, misstep, right? Because of how dominant they are, you know, their, their talent is just so much better than, than, you know, the second or third place, even in the SEC West, right? So, I, I mean, it's, it, they should be there when all said and done. But, hey, this is college football. Anything can happen. Crazy stuff I mean, happens all the time. 
Everything, you know, it's crazy things happen. I mean, people did not expect Clemson to take a huge step back last year. Granted, you know, they expected a minor step back, but, you know, going from Trevor Lawrence to DJ, you, you look legally, <laughs> I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. You won't see me betting on Clemson for that reason. But I, I think with Bryce Young, this Alabama team should be as poised as any, just like Ohio State, a great pick as well. I think hopefully if we could see both those two teams in the in the national championship game. Any college football fan will probably not be complaining because those are two very talented programs. So it's going to be an exciting college football season. I know the videos are about to start rolling out in a couple weeks, Logan. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I did jinx the heck out of Clemson last year. They, they were my, my preseason video pick, and I thought it was funny. I reverse jinxed Michigan to a great season. So it's like, watch out, Buckeye Nation. I'm sorry you're on the wrong end of a jinx here, uh, potentially, you know. Please, CJ Stroud, stay healthy. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I am very excited for our videos, and hopefully, you know, we can have a lot of fun with the community on this one. 100%. So those videos will start rolling out as the college football games start to come in. We appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning into the weekly podcast, episode 46. We'll see you guys back again on our normal daily videos. Austin Logan, signing out.